0: We're heading into the 20s decade. See you later, 10s. And we're going to talk about the Substitute Teachers Top 10 list heading into 2020. It's episode 28. Tell them who we are, kids. Substitute! Wow, it's the last episode of the decade. The 2010s are over. Moving on to 2020, here's what I wanted to do today. I've got a couple of top 10 things to share. I'm a big top 10 geek. I love to know the top 10 movies. I've always been a music geek. I love to know the top 10 songs of the year. Maybe one day we'll share that with you. I'm interested to see if the new Star Wars movie I told you I went to see is going to end up in the top 10. But today we've got two top 10 lists. The best one is going to be last, it is going to be our top 10 suggestions for substitute teachers in 2020, but I want to do something real quickly first. I had mentioned to you last week that we did a, a fun Kahoot that I had created on my own. I encourage all of you all to do the same. I had a person at my church who's also a teacher listen to the episode and said, Greg, you know, I know you said we should create our own cahoots, but we're just not as clever as you, so I had to tell them, listen, I am not clever at all. Let me tell you the types of questions I had on the Kahoot and just to kind of show you how easy it is. And I think they were a little bit more encouraged after they heard what I did. And it was still fun for the kids. It was based on questions that I had mentioned in school in their classroom and probably if they'd been paying attention they would have gotten it right one thing i did is i posted a picture that had been on my phone of me as a volleyball referee since i talk about that in my class quite often that was the opening picture the picture they saw when the quiz started here's the questions i asked them okay what is mr collins granddaughter's name i brought that up in every every class As we go through here, every question, at least 50% of the class got it right. So that showed me that I did say it in the class and that those were the ones that were paying attention. I asked them, what is Mr. Collins' favorite Christmas movie? That is Miracle on 34th Street. I then gave them a picture of one of the characters from SpongeBob. They had to tell me who it was. It was Patrick. I gave them a question. What does Mr. Collins drink in the classroom every day? I told them if they had been observant, they would know that. And I kind of went Grinch on them a little bit. I put the picture of a type of soda bottle in the question. That's what they were looking at when they answered it. Wasn't actually the one that I drink every day, so I threw him a little curveball. I mentioned to you earlier this year that we went to Utah, saw some beautiful arches. So I had a question. Guess what state this is in? And I posted a picture of an arch. Uh, I had a goofy question about where did I where did I get these? And it was a dozen donuts. I opened the box. They were from Krispy Kreme. I listed four different donut places. I asked them, what two sports is Mr. Collins, a sports official? Most of them remembered that, especially the the girls who I had officiated for. That's volleyball and softball. I asked them, since the movie came out, what is the name of the Star Wars series on the Disney Plus channel? That was Mandalorian. By the way, you got to watch that. I think it's better than the movies. I asked them, true, false. Mr. Collins' wife name is, and the crazy thing about it is, most of them put down false. Then the last one threw them kind of a curveball, even though it shouldn't have. I put down, what grade did I teach last year at this school for nine weeks? And I, I gave them a clue. Maybe I shouldn't have. I said, those kids come in this classroom every day just to say hello. So most of them put the seventh grade down because... Those were seventh graders that were coming in the classroom, but then I said, you know, I taught them last year. What grade were they in last year? So that was sixth grade. So you can see how simple those questions were. Guys, you can do this in 30 minutes, especially if you've got some decent pictures on your iPhone, but even if you don't. Kahoot! just sticks its own picture in there. It just says Kahoot! but it's still something they can look at while they're answering the question. So make sure you use that tool as the year progresses. All right I am going to call this the Substitute Teachers Top 10 list for 2020. Now I'll be honest this is my list. This is is what I have decided to get better at. I would encourage you to make a list of your own. Don't make this your top 10 list. I hope you get some ideas for this, but come up with one of your own. And I am not even going to use the New Year's R word because I think we're all guilty of falling into the trap where we use the resolution word and then we use as an excuse, well, nobody keeps their New Year's resolutions anyway. So as we enter into this top 10 list, let's really give it a good try as things we want to do in 2020 that we think will make us better substitute teachers. And I'll be honest with you, some of these are based on some of the students' uh, comments that I have heard. Let's start with number 10. I've got down here, be active, Visit all students every day. Don't say, wait until the teacher gets back. I have heard students say that they sincerely ask the substitute for some help, and too often they say, wait until your regular teacher gets back. Now, I know we're not going to know all the subjects. Shoot, I'm teaching uh, social studies. It'll be like five weeks by the time I get finished long-term substitute role. I wasn't very good at social studies, but it's amazing how much I've learned. I take it upon myself to try to read what they're going to read. I usually do that during my planning period so I can at least point them in the right direction. And they have done projects that after I've worked through it once, I know where they are. So... One of the cheapest excuses of not helping a student we can use is just to say wait until the teacher gets back. Be active. Walk around to all the students. Now, sometimes I do that from a disciplinary standpoint, too. If I start to hear some subtle talking in maybe the back of the room, I'll walk around throughout the room until I end up in the back, and usually they quiet down very quickly when I get back there. But that's number 10. Number nine, emphasize rewards over discipline. This method has really worked well for me. I, you know, this, I'm not telling you any secret, and I know every substitute teacher is di- different. I do not walk into a classroom coming across as the beast, I still walk into the classroom. Tell them what they can expect if they behave themselves. You know, I don't want to just give them candy all the time, but maybe some kind of perk in the classroom. Something they want to do that can reward them with. Sometimes you have to discipline, but always emphasize rewards over discipline. That's number nine. Number eight, and I think this is, I would encourage all of you to do this. Prepare your opening statement. And here's what I mean by this. A lot of times, especially if you're in a class for the first time, they have expectations about substitute teachers. They don't know how strict you're going to be. They don't know how nice you're going to be. They don't know how effective you're going to be. So prepare your opening statement. What I mean by that is I just say to them, listen, kids, I, I want you to enjoy class. We all have to learn together. You know, we'll all get along great. I want this to be your class. I want to know that I want to tell you that some of you are going to, are, if not already, are going to be smarter than me someday. And I want this to be a learning experience for all of us. You be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. I always have some kind of opening statement when I walk in a class for the first time. So I'm going to call that number eight. Number seven, there's no doubt in your mind, I know that I would put something down like this. I love my electronic tools, and I've got down here for number seven, add one electronic tool that you're not using right now. I have come up with a whole bunch. I'll even call, you know, YouTube videos. I'm going to call those electronic tools, too, because you've got them on the computer. You know I love Kahoot. I use Khan Academy. I use a lot of different things. I told you about the YouTube channel, Data is Beautiful, that I'm using now. I like to use a lot of things on the computer, uh, videos. So find one electronic tool and start using that. Number six, find ways to bond outside of the classroom. I know you guys aren't sports officials. You don't go to as many games as I do, but I can't tell you how excited I was to have one night open and realize one of the students or some of the students who I was really close to had a basketball game that night at the school I was teaching at. So I stayed around for the game. I got to see the basketball players. Some of them walked over to me, and, you know, they were just excited that I had come to their game. And uh, some of the cheerleaders that I had had in class, they had wanted me to see their cheer squad. So that really meant a lot to them. They came up to me the next day in class and said, man, it it was good to see you there. All of us can't do that, but try to think of some ways that you can bond with your students outside of the classroom. Make sure if you see them at the grocery store, at Walmart, that it's not just a simple hello, but, you know, it's an excited hello. Talk about how excited you are to see them. And believe me, guys, that pays off in the long run when they know you go out of your way to say something to them, to attend their events You know, some of you might be more comfortable going to some kind of academic competition or an archery. Archery is really big in Kentucky right now. Do something like that. Find ways to bond outside of the classroom. Number five, decide on a progressive discipline plan for students. And then after you've decided on that, try giving them a second chance first. Unless it's really severe, what I'll do is i've got a progressive way i want to discipline i start with a mild way and i'll progress up the ladder if they don't behave themselves so to speak and i'm not talking about the vicious stuff If there's a fight in the hallway you got to break it up i'm talking about the classroom things that they're just not listening and you've given them a warning but make sure you give them that one second chance don't the more we overreact you know i Many episodes ago, I've told you about a couple of times when I overreacted in the classroom. I disciplined some boys, and then I realized they were, they were actually friends and just kind of goofing around, which really isn't the best thing to do. But I gave them a second chance. I said, listen, I, I didn't realize you were friends. I thought I was getting ready to break up a fight. And they told me, you know, they understood that. They said, you know, you're right. I understood why you did that. And we actually got closer Because of that, because I gave them a second chance. Now, number four, be proactive. Please don't just go in the classroom, sit in a chair, read a book, and be a babysitter. Walk around. As much as they're going to glance over at you as you're looking over their shoulder, you'd be surprised how many students that I've done that to will ask me things like, Mr. Collins, do you think I'm approaching this right? Mr. Collins, read this and see what you think. And once they tell me something like that, I say, I'll i say something like, if I, if I think it's really good, I'll say, you're really in the right direction here. You want me to, I, I would like to read it to the class. Would you let me do that? And just those isolated events makes those kids feel so good. They realize that you think they're doing a good job. Uh, but Please be proactive in the classroom, hang out in all the different areas. Just now i am never tell anybody they're my favorite students, maybe deep down the ones that help me the most are the ones I would consider that. But I think all students are important. Be careful when you do this. Not to always go back to the same student over and over. Try to get everybody to participate because I think once they know that you're asking everybody to participate, they are more anxious to do so. Okay? So that's be proactive. Number three, I do this a lot. Share lots of stories. You cannot imagine how excited they are to hear you share stories. And now I, in the, this one will lead into the next one. That's number three, but have stories to, to, you know, have stories about when you were in school, maybe if you, if you taught long, uh, full time and now you're substitute teaching in retirement, you've got lots of stories to share. I like to invite interviewees on here to share stories. So think about that. And then leading into number two, then number two is let the kids share their stories it's funny. When I first started as a substitute teacher, it seemed like I was in the sixth grade a lot. And I probably get this more in sixth grade than any other class. But when I shared a story or brought up something, maybe I i think one day I was talking about snakes for some reason because it was mentioned in some of the material. And then like 20 hands went up. They all had stories about snakes. Now, I couldn't call them all in all 20. So... Come up with a plan, but please don't just cut them off. They're excited to share their stories. And maybe you can say, all right, I think your stories are important. Let's do five short stories today, and then whatever our topic is tomorrow, we'll do five stories from other students. So that's how I let kids share stories, but please don't cut them off. Them being able to tell their fellow students their stories really means a lot to them. Number one, number one, substitute teachers should treat kids the way they want to be treated look back to think back to when you were a student you like to be treated in certain ways this is you know this is kind of got a golden rule feel to it treat the kids the way they want to be treated here's why i say that when i respect those kids opinions When I, you know, tucked in the back of my pocket, I know what songs they're listening to. Some of them aren't aren't the greatest, but I like to keep up on that stuff because I can carry a conversation with them. I like to the shows they're watching, the movies they're watching. Even though I might not like them, I like to have conversations about that with them. And I like to treat them the way they want to be treated because kids treat you the way you treat them. So by all means, you know how you like to be treated. Don't boss the students around just to be bossing. Sometimes you might have to, but don't walk in just to be the boss. Treat the kids the way they want to be treated. And it is my opinion that when you do that, it's going to be better on you because then they're going to treat you the same way. So there you have it. That's our top 10. I hope as you listen to those, here's the overall theme, I would say, create bridges and not barriers that way with those students. You know, if you open up stories, even students that tend to be kind of shy talk to them on occasion, see what they're thinking about, see what kind of weekend they had, what I have found. Even the shy students, they will occasionally seek me out now because they know they can talk to me about just about anything. There's some things that maybe I don't have any business knowing, and I will not offer an opinion in that regard, but I will offer a couple of ears and listen to what they have to say. So as we enter into 2020... Let's remember, create bridges, not barriers. Let's let the kids be who they are. Uh, I think it will increase the learning experience for both you and me. So next week's episode will be the first episode of 2020. We'll be back to our regular time schedule. I do have some new things planned. I'm hoping that you're like, in fact, one of the listeners gave me the idea for one of the new things we're going to try, but until next week, You have been listening to Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Music provided by Finn Sound.